Okay, so we're starting a new series, Bez Hashem, for the next few weeks, um, to try to go through the Avaidah Shema Kippurim, which, as we know, is the central Avaidah, Anyam Kippur in the Beis Hamikdash, and we, quote-unquote, in the Shalma Parms Faseinu, we reenacted, so to speak, and through our Tzfilas on Yom Kippur, and, um, you know, the, at that point of the day, you're looking uh, how many pages are left to all of what's going on over here, especially if you have no clue what you're talking about, and, um, and even if you do have a clue what you're talking about, it's still hard. So at least to give a fighting chance of, uh, of understanding the Avayda Shem HaKippurim, um, that we uh, that we uh, that we um, that we say on uh, on Yom Kippur. So, what I would like to do this time, I think two years ago or something, I think I went through the piot one in one shir on a Thursday night before Yom Kippur. We went through I don't remember which piot it was. Probably you could find it online on my website um, that shir. And uh, to go through it, I, I went. It was with this paper because I remember having this paper here. Um, but now I want to do it a little differently. What I would like to do is, I would like to go, th- go through it and point out how it uh, is in the Chumash. How it's in the Chumash. So that's what we lay on Yom Kippur. So again, it gives it a little bit of a uh, perspective of, of what's going on. So in the Chumashim, um, we start off really in Pasa Gimel. Perk Tazayim, Pasa Gimel. And... Um, and just to understand a couple of things over here that uh, may seem obvious, but um, as we know, there's regular avodas in the in the base hamigdash every single day of the year: carbon atamid in the morning, carbon atamid in the afternoon, carbonus musaf on special days, menayra um, ketayres in the mizbeach hazav. So there's certain things that are regular, normal, daily things that are done on Yom Kippur as well as daily things as the daily avoida. At the same time, there's a special section of Avaidas Yom Kippurim that is done on Yom Kippur as well. So now, the Kayin Gadol, is a mitzvah for the Kayin Gadol to do everything on Yom Kippur. So not only does he do the Avaidas Yom Kippurim, he does all the daily Avaidas as well. The difference is that those are daily Avaidas and these are Avaidas Yom Kippurim. And the difference will be, as we'll see, is what clothing he's wearing. The Kayin Gadol, as we know, has eight begadim. A Kayin Hajid has four begadim. Um, and a Kayin Gadol has four extra, has eight. Those four extra have gold on them. And they're called the Big Day Zav when he wears all eight. And Yom Kippur, when he does the Avaidas Yom Kippurim, he doesn't wear the golden begadim. He only wears, as we'll see in a moment, the four what we'll call Big Day Lavan, the same ones the Kayin Hajjit usually wears. And Rashi's going to tell us, because Ein Kateger Nasa Saneger. If he wants to go into the Kayish HaKadoshim to achieve Kapara for Klai Yisrael, he's wearing gold. Gold reminds Hashem of the Chet Egel. It's not very conducive to Kapara. So when he goes into the Kayish HaKadoshim, and when he does what's called the Avoidas Pinim inside, the stuff that's done in the Kaidish HaKadoshim, in the Heichel, those all are done with Big Day Lavan. Anything that's done outside, which is most of the regular daily Karbanais, Musaf and Tamid, all that type of stuff, so he's back to regular Kayin Gadol, and he wears his Big Day Zav. So now, if you look at this Seder Avayi Deshem HaKippurim, 25 easy steps to the Avayi Deshem um, you we start off here on the top right, 
Tvila number one, which means every single day, if you look at your, um, at your uh, map over here on the Heichal, so on, on the uh, left side over here, number four, is called the Shar Hamayim. It's one of the gates into the Azara. This is the Azara, the top box where the Mizbech is and the Heichal is. One of the gates, and on top of that gate was a Mikvah. So it's called Shar Hamayim. There was a mikvah up there. Any Kayan who ever wanted to walk into the Azara any single day of the year had to go to the mikvah. Whenever you go into the Azara, you have to go to the mikvah. It's not something unique to Yom Kippurim, And that's why you have to go before you get inside. You go up on the, uh, in this, on the top of the gate. There is a mikvah there. And then you could go into the, into the Azara. So the Kayan Gadol... Tvila number one, he goes to the mikvah like any other person. There's nothing special about Jim Kippur. And he puts on his big days of, his regular Kayin Gadol Begadim. And again, Kiddush number one is the next thing there. Kiddush Yadayim Viraglayim. Whenever, and this is also not specific to Yom Kippur, any person, any Kayin wants to serve, do an Avaita in the base HaMikdash, you wash your hands and feet from the Kiyar. From the Kiyar, you go, now the Kiyar is... Uh, Here's in this neighborhood over here, in this neighborhood between the Mizbeach and the, and the Heichal. He goes and he washes his hands and feet. Now the Kayin Gadon, Yom Kippur, actually did not wash straight, yeah, straight from the Kiyar. They filled up a special golden pitcher. The uh, Mishnah Masech Yuma says, from the water of the Kiyar. Same water, just wasn't from the spout itself. But this idea is that he washed his hands and feet. So the Kayin Gadol here, so far has been doing everything that's normal. Nothing special for Yom Kippur. Number one on the sheet, again, the Torah doesn't start from number one in our sheet because the Torah is not starting with daily things. Daily things are wherever they are in the Torah. The Torah is going to start from Yom Kippur things, which comes in a moment. So number one, Shechita Satamid. He has to shech the carbon tamid, including in the Shechita Satamid is the Kabbalah Saddam. He has to catch the blood, the... Hilocha, taking it to the Mizbeach, Zrika, throwing it on the Mizbeach. Now, since there's a mitzvah for the Kayin Gadol to do um, everything by himself, so on a normal day when you shech the Karban Atamid, one person shechs, it doesn't have to be a Kayin, right? Shechitas Ksheira Bazar, but the Kayanim like to do it. So let's say one Kayin shechted, another Kayin stood there with the basin and was Mechabalas Adam as it spritzed out, he caught it. And then he could bring it to the Mizbeach, someone else could bring it to the Mizbeach. It doesn't make a difference. But today, the Kayin Gadol is a mitzvah for him to do everything. So he has to do a little bit of acrobatics here. Because he has to shecht, and he also has to do Kabbalah Saddam. So the Mishnah says, he shechet, he shechts. He shechts a majority of the simonim of the animal, which is a kasher shechita. Then the Mishnah says, umeirak acher al yadai. He hands off the knife, and someone else, another Kayin, completes the Shechita. But since the Kayin Gadol did the Raiv, it's enough. And while he's completing it, the Kayin Gadol is catching the blood. So since he has to do the Shechita and the Kabbalah, so he does the Shechita, most of it. Another, ga- another Kayin finishes it, and that's not a Chisaran of not Kayin Gadol, because the Kayin Gadol did majority. The Kayin Gadol catches the blood. So I guess someone handed him a basin there. He caught it, and then he does the Zrika. First drop. How could that? How can you do both? That? No, it's the first. It's the 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 the, the dam that's kosher for zrika is not the first bit. Oh. The first dam, the first dribble that comes out, um, is not kosher. It's the next dam hanevish, the big spurt. 
So this is a matter. They, they were experts here. This was a matter of seconds. You know, a quick, uh, a quick. Uh, you know, everything was done very quickly. Again, the kain could be holding the ball right there. The kain galdo just has to, you know, be the one actually holding it as it spurts out. So it's done quickly. They have people holding the animals? So the animal in the base was on the floor in rings. There were rings over its head. In the beginning it says they used to hold it down. But then they, they had a ring that went over its head. It laid down on the floor. And uh, they shechted it down there. And it didn't move? It didn't move. And in fact, I think, um, physiologically, they said it actually becomes like a little bit... Um, um, what's the right word? Uh, yeah, not dazed is not the word I'm looking for. Like, um, you know, when you... Uh, what do you do when you put that pendulum on the guy? Hypnotized abyssal. In certain positions, the animal gets a little like hypnotized and doesn't move. But it advised the guys it didn't move, you know. It is what it was. So what's the, what's the point of finishing the shrita? Because it's a mitzvah to do a, to do kula. Even though Raiv is kosher, it's a mitzvah to do kula. So they had Merik Shrita, someone else finished it. So that was the Shrita Satamid. And again, he did the Zrika. So the Tamid has been brought number two every day in the Mesa Migdash. They would go. Right away, sunrise. Yeah, right at Mashiach. Right, according to the Mishnah, they had to send the guy out to look, right? And they said, is it sunrise yet? Ad Shebechevrein. Because one day the moon came up, one Yom Kippur the moon came not Yom Kippur, one day the moon came up, it says, and they thought it was the sun, so they want to make sure it was really the... So once the, the morning begins, so they come and they shech the carbon atomic. Everything's prepped from before. Yeah, everything's ready. It's, there's a lot to do that day, and, uh, you know, so they, they want to get things moving. So... Um, so that was it. So now the Ketiris, number two is the Ketiris, every day, in the morning and the afternoon, the, there was Ketiris, there was Nikrav, uh, number eight is the Mizbeach Azov, inside the Heichel there, that little box in the Heichel. Every day they would bring uh, Ketiris, and uh, so that also he did. And Haktaras Evari HaTamid is the burning of the limbs of the Tamid. Karba Tamid was a carbon oila. So it was chopped up into whatever pieces uh, the carbon's chopped up to. And the Kayan went and burnt it on number two is the regular Mizbeach. He went and he burnt it. These are all regular daily, daily activities. Okay? Now, once he finished all of that, now it's time for him to start the Avodah Shem HaKippurim. So when you look at Pasa Gimel and Parshas HaKaremais, it says... And Rashi says, this is referring to, again, Parak Tezayin, Pasa Gimel and Vayikra. Yes, Perak Tezayin, right in the beginning. Third pass again. So this is, this is the first, first Avaya that's not failing. Correct, right. Yeah, so now we're, yeah, we're giving the introduction now. So the, the beginning said, you can't come into the Kaddish Kaddashim whenever you want. This is with what Aaron could come into the Kaddish. And Rashi tells us, not any time he wants to come. On Yom Kippur, this will be the way he's allowed to come into the Kaddish HaKadoshim. The first thing he has to prepare is, he personally is going to have a carbon that is a par, a bull, that is going to be brought as a chatas, and an ayal, a ram, that's going to be brought as an oila. So again, we're just preparing, setting the stage here. Number Pasuk Dalit. Ksoines bad Kaddish Yilbash. What does he wear when he goes in? He wears a linen shirt. And linen pants. And a linen belt. And a linen hat. 
Big day Kaidesh Haim, these are Big day Kaidesh, and these are the four Begadim. So the first Aleph base here is he has to only be wearing Big day Lavan. This is the source of what we're saying. For Ein Kateg, as Rashi says, Ein Kateg or Nasa Sanegri, he says it on this Pasuk, because you can't go into the Kaidesh HaKadashim with the golden Begadim. Virachat Bamayim Es Bisare, says the Pasuk, he goes to the Mikvah Ulevesha. So now begins Tvilois that are specific to Yom Kippur. And the Torah is telling us to put on the big day Kaidesh, the big day Lavan, he has to go to the Mikvah. Now, even though he went to the Mikvah already this morning, this is a halacha on Yom Kippur that whenever he switches clothing from gold to white, like he's doing now, he has to go to the Mikvah. And Rashi points out that when he switches the other way as well, there's another Pasuk that teaches us from white back to gold is also he has to go to the mikvah. And every time he does that, he also has to wash his hands and feet again. So now, if we look at the, ch- the chart, so now after number two, it says Kiddush number two. While he's still, you always do Kiddush Adayim V'raglayim wearing clothing. Always wearing clothing. The way we pask it. It's not like it's in the Gemara. But the way we pask it. So, Kiddush number two is while he's still wearing the golden clothing, before he takes them off, he does another Kiddush Adayim V'raglayim. He takes off his Begadim, and he goes to the Mikvah. Tvila number two. Now this Tvila, this Tvila is... Um, this tvila is by if you if you look over here in the bottom left corner of the Azara is a little number five. Base parva, right? The base parva, and there's this little what looks like one of those um, circular staircase. Well, that's not what it looks like, but that's what it was. Um, that was yeah, it. Looks like a heater. So it looks yeah, like one of those you know from your pipes, your vents. That is a staircase that goes to the top of the base haparva. And the roof of the base haparva was another mikvah. Now the difference is this mikvah is inside the airspace of the azara. It's in a makam kadosh. The first one you need to go to the mikvah to get into the azara. It had to be outside. This one is specific for the Kayan Gadol Yom Kippur in the Makam Kaddish because all these things are specific and special for Yom Kippur. So this is where he went to the mikvah. Which is used only once a year? Yeah, only once a year, yeah. Yeah. The Beis HaParva, Glory to Parva was a Mechashef, he was a certain witch, did sorcery, and he was very, um, he was very curious about what goes on in the Kayan Shekadash and Yom Kippur. So he decided he's going to tunnel under the Beis Hamikdash and like pop his head out in the Kaddish Hakadoshim to see. They caught him right here. They caught him uh, over here. He's like the Great Escape. He's looking at inside. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he said they caught him here and they named the room that was on top of it after him um, because uh, even though he was a mechasha, but Lebaisi had a chukka for kedusha to be able to see to see the room. So on top of that was on top of that room was this mikvah. So that's Tvila number two. Tefillah number two. Now, you, if when, if you pay attention to the to the thing, we'll see how quick we go through this. If we could get for the last year, maybe we'll be able to even look inside the pit a little bit. But uh, the Mishnah says also. Now, if it, the mikvah's on a roof, you know everybody could see the kain gadol. Right, so the, it says in the Mishnah that they put up curtains around him. Now, as they put up white curtains, everything is white on Yom Kippur. They put up white curtains around him so that nobody's watching him. You know, wherever you are here, you can't see him. It should be tzniyas of, of, of going to the mikvah. But that's where he went to the mikvah, Tefillah number two. He puts on his big day lavan, right? The Pasuk said, 
And then, once he's wearing them again, Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim, number three, is um, once he's wearing the Begadim, he washes his hands and feet again. They were left there until he's going to come back to them. Uh, the same ones, they no, Big Day Zav was never changed. The Big Day Lavan, there's a Machlaikas in the Gemara at the end of the pas- at the end, as we'll see as we get to it later on, it's going to say when he finishes everything, it says, sham. he leaves them there. So it's a Machlaikas, either it means that they were going as them and they never used them again, only one time, or it means that they can't be used again for. Um, for reg- right, in other words, the kain gadol can't use it again, but not, but it could be used by somebody else. That's the machleik is what you do with it, but not the big days of, not the big days of. And in fact, they would not use it again, right? So the big, but the big days of is a meshachachman that says um, the one of the reasons. Well, he says another reason why the Kayin Gadol doesn't wear his big day Zav on Yom Kippur is because since it says V'nicham Sham and you can't use them next year he says can you imagine if every year you'd have to get a new Chayshin you know you remember how long it took when they found out they lost that one uh, Yashve stone they had to pay millions of dollars to Dama Ben Nesina to get the stone he says can you imagine that Torah Chasam Amaynim Shal Yisrael okay you could say some don't make it that you have to be going is it you, you, you know you get, but Hashem since he was a mitzvah for whatever reason not to reuse the big day Yom Kippurim, so therefore he didn't make the Kayin Gadol wear the golden Begadim, so we shouldn't have to have replacements every year. That's a Meshachachmos, that's a cute part. Okay, and maybe learning in a Yerushalmi, I don't remember exactly what led him to that. Will they get dirty from, the, from this? Uh, Pash does not. Pash does not. No, not usually. They dirty, if it gets dirty, it's possible. You have to, have to be clean, the Begadim. Again, they, they, they knew the Malacha, you know, they knew the Malacha. Um, just see one second over here. I have my Chumash. Ayan Chizkuni. Yeah, so it's interesting. The Chizkuni, the Chizkuni, and uh, Rashi over here that says that, that, that every time you switch clothing, you need Tvila and then you have to wash your hands again. He just writes a svara thing. He goes, To Derech Eretz, you're starting a new type of avoida, changing your clothing, you, you're matar yourself again. Hands, you're moving everywhere, maybe you touch something and things like that. Make sure you wash your hands. It's like a Derech Eretz, thing, says the Cheskuni, I'll peep shot, why there's Tvila and there's Kiddush Adayim Vraglayim. Okay, so now he's ready. The stage is, stage is set. Pasukei. Umei Sadas B'nei Yisrael. We said already what the Kayan has. He has a par and an ayol. Kla Yisrael, you set up two sirei izim lechatas, two higots. Vayilech aloyla, and also an ayol for an oila. So now we have all the animals ready. He has his bull. They have their goats. We're ready to go. Pasuk now the words Vihikriv and Vihiper in this parsha are not the way they are anywhere else in the Torah. Whenever it says in the Torah Vihikriv, it means you're makar v'karbon. It means you shechted. Vihiper usually means if they're put together, you do the zrika, that's where the kapara is. Whenever you learn a pasuk in the Chumash and it says, you're makar v'karbon, it means you're makar v'karbon. But over here, 
He's not shechting the carbon. He's not doing zrik on the carbon. The carbon's still alive for a bunch of more psukim. So, and it's a few places here in the in the uh, in this parsha. The word vehikriv is very hard to understand. Sometimes you could shoehorn in a a, a, a meaning to it. The the pashup shot means what's a carbon? Carbon is lashon karav of close. Come close. Vehikriv, you come close. So vehikriv over here also is he comes close, he makes the parachatos come closer, so to speak. In other words, he's going to do some type of service here that's going to prepare it for its eventual bringing on the Mizbeach. So what is this? What's the kapara? Again, if it's alive, what's the kapara? So Rashi tells us, he says vidui. The keeper means vidui. And that on the sheet, number three, vidui rishayin alapar. The first vidui that he says on the par, this is for him, uvad beisai. Him and his family. So that is, right, that's what, that's what we say on the, in the piyot. Anu Hashem, chatasi, avizi, pashati, levanecha, ani uveisi, anu Hashem, kaperno, lechatoim. That's the vidui, right? That was the vidui that the Kayin Gadol said, and the parachatos for him and his family, the averis that they did. That's vidui number one. Okay, he finishes the vidui, and it stays there. The par stays somewhere here in the Azara, near the Mizbeach. That's where it stays. Then, Pasuk Zayin, He takes the two goats, He takes these two he-goats, and he stands them up, in front of Hashem, at the entrance of the Ayomayet. Now, those two things are usually not in the same place. Lifnei Hashem usually means in front of the Heichel somewhere. The Heichel is called Hashem. So it usually means somewhere in the neighborhood in front of the Heichel. Like, uh, you know, between the Mizbeach and the Heichel. Pesach Ayomayet, the entrance to the Ayomayet, that's in the Mishkan, but in the, Mizbe- in the Beis HaMikdash, this is the entrance of the Azara. It's called Pesach HaMayed. Number 15 is the easternmost gate into the Azara, which is called Shar Nikonar, because Nikonar's do- doors were there. So that's called Pesach HaMayed. So where is he putting them? So Chazal tell us, he stands them up Pesach HaMayed. However, now the th- this picture is not drawn so much to scale. Really, this Mizbeach here looks like it's covering most of the doorway of the Heichel. Really, it was only covering half of it. The so- southern half of it. So if you're in the southern half... What? It was more to the left. No? Right, more to the left, more south, this way. So if you're in the southern half of Sharnikinar, you can't see the Pesach HaMaid, you're blocked by the Mizbech. But if you're in the northern half, so then you are Lifnei Hashem, because you're in front of Hashem, there's a direct view in front of Hashem, but you are at Pesach Oyomayed. So that's where he stood them up, right over here by Sharnikinar, but on the northern, the right northern side, so they are facing Lifnei Hashem. And this is number four on the sheet. Hagrola, he makes the lottery. He puts on the two seirim gairolos, gairolacha la Hashem vegairolacha la Zazo. So Rashi says, he puts, Rashi says on Pasaches, Maimid echol yamin vechol ismal. One goat is on his right side, one goat is on his left side, so he's in the middle, the Kayin Gadol. In front of him is a box. In the box are two lots. One of them says la Hashem. One of them says, La Zazel. In the beginning, the Mishnah says they're made out of wood. Later on, somebody made them into gold. Two lots in there. And he stuck both hands in, picked them out, one in each hand. 
whichever one was came out, if Lashem came on the right hand, so the one on the right was Lashem. He put the gyrol on the animal. This is Lashem. This one is Lazazel. It was a good simon, the Mishnah says, in the days that the one Lashem came out on the right, that was a good simon for Kla Yisrael. Didn't have to be that way. If it came out the other way, it is what it is. This is the lottery. Hashem put it in his own hands. Which one goes Lashem and which goes Lazazel? It's not, no one chooses. Hashem chooses which one it is. So it was a good simon if the one, the right is always more Chashem, and the right is Rachamim, and left is Din, so on and so forth. So if I, the one that's going to go Lashem, it comes out on the right, it's a good simon. So that is Vinasan Aaron Gairolas. He puts Gairolas on the two Seirim. One's going to be Lashem, one Lazazel. Again, the word vehikriv is, he's not really doing anything yet, but again, it's a designation. It's being designated as Lashem, Vasohu Khatas. Rashi says, How do you make it into a Khatas? He says, Lashem Khatas. In other words, the one that the lottery says Lashem, he puts the lottery on the animal, and he says, Lashem Chatos, he has now designated V'asahu, he designated it as a Chatos. So the, 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 the par, personal, the personal Chatos was a par, and the Chatos for Kal Yisrael was, was a Sa'er. Sa'er. Correct. Right. Right. So the beginning in the it says betchilo is wood, a certain type of wood. The Mishnah says later on somebody went and made everything gold. You know, I put it on its side. You just let sit it on there for a second. It just no, it doesn't stay there. It doesn't stay there. Adarabba, this is not anywhere in the in the uh, in the tire anywhere. But the red string, right? The red string which they had that would turn white. So they had part of it hanging on the entrance of the heichal, and it would turn white. And the Mishnah says that. The one Lahashem, they would put a, uh, a red string around its neck because it's going to be shechted. The one Lahazazel, they put it around its horns because it's going to be thrown in. And then when they got to the Azazel place, they took it off and all different types of stuff. And we hope that it turned white. It says towards the end, towards the Korban Beis Hamikdash, it's that, well, the, actually, the Yerushalmi says that in the first Beis Hamikdash, the red string turned white as shelag, which is the brightest white of Vaitsaras. Um, that was the second you also got white but it wasn't so white because the Averis was much more entrenched in the second base of Migdash so as much kapara as we got it still wasn't pure white towards the Chorban already the, the, the Gemara tells us that it stopped turning red, white because it was just too much and Klaiso got all discouraged from it so they stopped uh, putting up the red string, it wasn't. It was. It was. It wasn't. A, it was there to help people to see the kapara. But if they saw they didn't get a kapara, it was much or the full kapara, I should say. You know that they were looking for it was discouraging, so they stopped putting it up. But the, so that's what they did with the different things. The now, the who? Also, that they couldn't switch. It is. It's what they're about to Yeah, they can't change it. Okay. So now, So the Sa'ir, that the Azazel girl came on it, so Yo'amar Chai means you, may, you, you keep it standing alive, Lifnei Hashem, 
Lechaper alav. Lechaper always, so far, has always meant vidui. In other words, you're keeping it standing here because later in the procedure, in the process, he's going to be mechaper. He's going to say vidui on it. Then l'shalach hoisay l'azazel hamidbara because afterwards will be sent out to the azazel, to the sharp cliff in the midbar. So Chazal say, basically what happened was, so again, you had the two he goats facing the Heichal. So now let's say the right one is Lashem. So it stays standing there facing the Heichal because that's the direction it's going to go. Into the, to go get shechted and be brought into the Kaish HaKadoshim. The Sar Lazazel, Yom you turn it around, it faces L'shalach HaYisai L'azazel HaMidbara. It's going to say, they both stay standing there, but it's facing outwards because that's the direction you're going to take it when it comes time to send it out L'azazel. So it's going to be sent out this direction. So it's facing yeah, east. So it's facing this way. So now you have the two goats standing next to each other. One facing this way, the other one facing that way. And they remain there. Pasuk Vihikriv Aroin es par hachatos asherloi. Again, the Lashon Vihikriv. He's not doing anything yet because the end of the Pasuk says, Vishachat. So what's Vihikriv Aroin es par hachatos asherloi? Vihiper ba'adayuvad beisoi. So this is number five on the sheet. Again, Vihiper is vidui. This is a second vidui on the same par. Second vidui. He didn't do anything in the middle on the par. A second vidui, says Rashi. And who is this for? This is a love al echav hakoyhanim. Even though it says v'chiper ba'adayvad beisai, but we already did literal beisai. His household. We already did the first vidui. So this beisai Rashi says beisaroin baruchu es Hashem. All the koyhanim are called base of Aaron, and therefore they're included in the second vidui. So that's the second vidui. Say, Ana Hashem kaperna chatayin l'shalosh chata v'isi ani uveisi v'o what's the lashon? What's the lashon we say over there? Ani uveisi is the first one, and the second one is. Um, that is the second Vidui. So that's Vidui Shaini Alapar number five. Now that we finish Vidui Shaini, says the Pasuk, Now he shechs it. Number six, the Shechit Zapar, he shechs his par after two Viduyim for him and his family, and then for him, his family, and the Kayhanim. Then he shechs the par, um, and um, and that's what he does. Now, he shechs the par. Now again, he has to shecht it. He has to do Kabbalah Saddam, right? So he does both. He does both. Now there's a Gantz Shaila. If you look at the Mishnayis, if I remember correctly, there's a big Machloikis. Over here, the Mishnah doesn't say, Here the Mishnah doesn't say that someone else finishes the Shechita for him. So... I don't remember Rav, Taisis Yantiv, Tavaris Yisrael. On that page, there's a Machlaikas over there. Some say that the mission didn't need to say. We said it the first time already by the Shritas Hatamid that someone finished it, so why do you have to say it again? And others say no. By the Shritas Hatamid, which is not specific to Yom Kippur, there someone else was allowed to finish it. But the things that are specific to Yom Kippur, the Kaingal had to do the entire thing himself, and therefore is even more acrobatic. 
Now that's, that's a, it's, the whole thing we said before, it's like impossible. It can't be mamish impossible. So that's a machlai, because I don't remember the names. I didn't look it up today, but I remember from the Mishnayis. In the Gemara, if I remember, it's, it's not clear. Um, one way or the next. But in the Mepharshim on the Mishnayis, they have a Machlaikis, if the Meirak Achar al Yadai, I don't remember what it says in the Piyot either. A lot of times you bring a Raya from the Piyot, you know, um, what happened over there. Why is the, why, why is a, 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 single, a single stroke uh, so impossible? Why? No, that's not the problem. The problem is, and then be the Dam. So without have, losing any Dam. Animal. Right, so he is doing both. Right, okay, it could be done. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, it could be done. It could be done. I guess it just wasn't so easy. You don't want to lose any dam because then you, you know, you want to make right, sure you get what you need. The ball right. right. If no one finished it, yeah. it would be kosher, right? It would be kosher also. But so we want to do it. it I understand. So but again, if we, we, we're trying to do the best way possible, which was the shkita so of the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's better that if, if the Karen God will do something. Yeah. It's fine if someone else finishes it. Yeah. Even by this. Everyone will Right, right. Let me just see. In the, I'm just looking quickly at one of the piyutim here. And let me see what it says here. Um, yeah, so in the piyut, this is Nusach Ashkenaz's piyut. Um, in Nusach Ashkenaz's piyut, it says... And, uh, you know, if you were here last week, we, in Mainz, we were by the cover of Meshulam Baram Kleinimus. He, he's the Mechaber of, um, of this Piyot. He was lived in the, no one knows exactly when he lived, in the year 1000, 11, 10th, 11th, in that neighborhood he lived. Um, he was the Mechaber of the Ashkenaz Piyot. So by the Ashkenaz Piyot, it says, by the Karmel and it says, um, he vikerat tmida shachar, which means he shechted it, and then it says pakad lemarkai. He appointed someone to complete the shechita, and he was mekabel v'zarak. That's what it said by the Tamid. By now, by our parachatas, it just says over here kach machel eschada ushchatay kaseider. Finish. It just says he shechted it. It's not mechalik over there. So again, does it mean? Is again? You could declare. Does it? Did he have to say it again each time? But he used different lashonos um, in what's it called? In the nusach svard piyut, it says by the by the by the Talmud, it says shoichet by roiv shnayim. He shechts most of it. Umeniach laacher ligmar hashchita, and he lets someone else finish it. That's been the morning. And by this one, he says the nusach svard says. Achar vidui. Oh, here he says also. Bodak zakin shachat paroi roiv shnayim umeirak achar sashchita. So in the nusach svard one, it says it by both of them that someone else finished it. In the Ashkenaz one, it says by the Tamid that he did part. He fit, someone else finished it, but by our par it just says he shechted. So again. You know, you could be once we know there is such a machlaikas, at least in the Mefarshim Mishnayis, perhaps the two piyutim, whoever wrote them, are arguing in this in this fact. Okay, let's do a couple more minutes. So now that's shchitas apar, um, shchitas apar. Now the thing is like this: we need um, we're not going to be using the blood immediately, and if you leave blood standing, so it's going to uh, congeal. So it says that he appointed somebody, a kayan, to sit there. And on the Raivat Haravi, the fourth row of stones outside of the Hechel, there were stones on the floor, not on this picture, but the floor is made of stones. And the guy was Memaris Ayada, he sat there stirring so it doesn't, it doesn't conceal, conceal. Okay, so now, 
Yud Beis. V'lokach meloi hamachto gachel ayesh me'ala mizbeach milifnei Hashem. The first thing is, now he's going to prepare the Ketiris. So he takes a shovelful, a machta shovel, gachel ayesh, of red hot coals, me'ala mizbeach milifnei Hashem. From on top of the mizbeach, the mizbeach of the outside mizbeach number two, milifnei Hashem, the Anyam Kippur, they made a special marocha, um, fire, on the Mizbeach of wood that was on the western side of the Mizbeach, Milifnei Hashem, facing Hashem, right? Milifnei Hashem. And it was special to make these coals for the, uh, for the Ketiris. Meaning, every day in the big, in the middle of Mizbeach was a big fire for the burning all the Karbanas. And then there was another one that was called the Eshtamid, right? It was always there. And then there was another one for the Ketiris of every single day to take the coals that we said in the morning. He burnt on the Mizbeach Hazav. Yom Kippur, there was a special one for these, for the Ketiris that's going to be in the Kaidash HaKadoshim. So he goes up there with a shovel, he takes the shovel full, and then Umalai Chafnov Ketiris Samim Daka, and then they bring him out the big bowl of Ketiris. Now it says Ketiris, it has to be Daka, finely ground. Chazal tell us that every day Ketiris is, fi- is finely ground. So why does it say it on Yom Kippur? Because you Erev Yom Kippur, you re-grind it. It's Daka Min HaDaka, right? Extra ground, right? You say it in the Ketiris also. Daka Min HaDaka, it's doubly ground. So it's extra fine. And the shear, what's the shear? The shear is Meloi Chafnav. Depends how big the kind of Adel is. If he has big hands, it's bigger. Smaller hands, it's smaller. It's two, it's, it's full handfuls like this of Ketiris Samim Daka. So that's what he takes it. They bring him out the big bowl of Ketiris. He takes this and he puts that into a kaf. A kaf is like a bowl with a handle, like a spoon or a ladle, like but with a handle. So now he has a shovel full of Calls. He has a calf full of ketiris. So now, um, the shovel, Chazal Talas, had a very long handle because since the coals were heavy and he only could carry it with one hand because the other hand he has the ketiris, so he puts the handle under his arm and he's able to support it like that. And he carries it in his right hand because he's stronger in his right hand. And the left hand, he has the ketiris there. And he brings it mi la paroiches. Now he's going into the Kaish HaKadoshim for the first time. Now, in this picture here, so basically, uh, you know, he walks all the way in and he goes all the way into the Kaish HaKadoshim. Now this picture is not exact. Why is it not exact? Because in the picture, there is an Aron Kaidish inside this picture. That was in the first base Hamikdash. Now in the first base Hamikdash, what separated the outside from the Kaish HaKadoshim? There was actually a wall, and then a doorway with a curtain in the middle of the wall. So if you're the Kayin Gadol, all you have to do is walk in, straight, and in the middle of the wall you go behind the curtain, and you're standing in front of the Aaron. That's it. You're in front of the Aaron. Right? The second Beis HaMikdash, they had a problem. They didn't know what to do because that wall in the first Beis HaMikdash was called the Amatraxin. It was an Amawide. Right? The second base Amigdash was much taller than the first base Amigdash. And to build a wall that was only an Amma wide, it would collapse. The, it was not wide enough on the bottom to hold the foundation. To make it bigger, they couldn't. So they weren't allowed to make it bigger. They, there was no tzivu, and you're not allowed to make it bigger. Allah, Hashem, whatever the Hashem said to make the base Amigdash, is how you make it. So therefore, they decide just to put up a curtain there. But then they had another problem. If you put up a curtain, the space where the wall had been is that inside or outside. 
Is that part of Kayush HaKadoshim? So where do you put the curtain? So they put two curtains, right? And that's this picture has two curtains. Now in order for the fact that when you open the curtain, you shouldn't be able to see straight into the Kayush HaKadoshim, so the opening of the outside one was on the left side, and then the Kayin Gadol had to walk all the way through to the other side, come in, and then walk all the way to the Aran. But there was no Aran in the second base HaMikdash, Right? Darn was hidden away 40 years before Chorban Bayez Rishon. Yahishio HaMelech hid it away. And second base of Middash, all they had was the Evan Ashsiyah. So the Kayin Galdon went and did the Avaidah by the Evan Ashsiyah, but there was no Aran. So that's why in this picture is not exact. Because there's two curtains and an Aran. That never happened at the same time. The reason the Mechaber here, Rabbi, uh, what's his name? Rabbi Open, who gave me Rishus, by the way, many years ago to make photocopies from all his farm. Um, the reason he did it, because all the Mishnayas talk about two curtains, because they're all describing second base Hamigdash. The Torah, which he's going on the Psukim, always talks about the Aran, right? And that's always the highlight. So he put them both here just because, you know, we're mixing and matching um, different things. But they never really were at the same time. So he went in, so now he goes, he's in the Kaidish HaKadoshim. And let's do one more Pasuk. So he put the Keteris Aloesh Lifnei Hashem. This was a major machlaikis between the Tztukim and the Prushim. The Tztukim learned the Pasuk in the beginning of the parasha that said, the Pasuk before we started that said, Ki Be'onon Hashem says, you want to come into the Kaisha Kadashim? You have to come in Be'onon with the cloud of Keteris. So the smoke of the Keteris. So the Stukim says, one second, that means to say you have to put the Keteris on the coals outside so they should be smoking and then come in with the smoking Keteris. But the Prushim said, the Pasuk says, Beferish, V'nasen HaKeteris Aleish Lifnei Hashem. You do it Lifnei Hashem. And even though the Tztukim were big Balishita, the Mishnah tells us, there was one Stuki who did it the Tztuki way, and he came out and he told his father, he was so excited, and his father told him, you're the first one to ever do it, because even though we were such big knackers in learning the Pasuk, and having a sheet of doing it outside, we Lamaite said we were always afraid to do it. We were always afraid, we never really did it. You're the first one who did it our way. It says, over there, ended up, the, the Mishnah says over there, he ended up getting killed, because... He went to the Kaddish Kedoshim incorrectly, this Stuki. Remember, the second base Hamigdash, the Kanem Gedolim, were, um, you know, they, they paid for their job, you know, and uh, most, a lot of them were Amaratzim and Stukim. But he's saying, all these years, all the Stuki, Kanem Gedolim, didn't even do it, Lishitasam, because they were afraid. So, Lishit Hashem can't just mean, like, in front of, like, the other things went. Right, so it's because it says, because the passage before already says he goes in. So now, probably they touched it up that way too. Okay, so now, so what did he do? So Chazal tell us, he put down the, the, uh, the Machta, and again, this is uh, number seven on the sheet, he put down the coals on the floor, so the coals are on the floor between the Badei Ha'aran, on the floor right in front of the Aran. Now, this is on where the... Floor on the floor. On the floor. No, yeah, on the shovel, I'm sorry, they're in the shovel, they never leave the shovel, they're always in the shovel. They're in the shovel, so the shovel's on the floor in front of the Aaron. Now, where's the Kataris? It's in that kaf. Now, the Kataris has to get back into his hands, because from his hands, he's got to put on the coals. <coughs> this is where the real acrobatics begin, because he has to get that um, kaf 
of Katiris back into both of his hands. That's the shear. So how does he do that? Right? There's no one there to help him. It'd be easy if someone put it into his hand. There's no one there to help him. So there's different ways. The Rambam says one way. The Mirashim says one way. Um, I actually have a video somewhere. A guy made a video two cycles ago, Menachas. A guy decided to make a video how to do Kmitza and things like that. Um, the guy from Eretz Israel, And he posted it online. Um, so I was teaching this then, and he also, so once he was doing Menachas, he tried to show the Kayin Gadol doing it as well. Once he was doing all the types of things that are hard to do. So um, I gotta ask him, Rishus, if I could get a copy of the video. He didn't make it for download. So he told me, he said, he, he says, I'm going to make it available for download for 10 minutes, but you're the only person who's going to know. <laughs> so you could download it in those 10 minutes and then you could use it. And that was it. Takachav. I have it somewhere. I don't remember it. Now, it, the problem is he, he used... Um he used flour and didn't have the right kale and things spilled all over the place. Didn't work exactly the way it was supposed to, but you got the idea. So basically, I don't have a, we have a, is there an empty cup here? Um, I, have a, I don't want to use the one that's full of coffee. <laughs> or a bowl, maybe a bowl, Tzvi. There's a blue bowl in one of the cabinets. Is still those blue bowls? Right on top of the coffee, right on top of the coffee. Big blue bowl? Yeah, just, just for... Uh, just for demonstration purposes. You an idea. Are there guys? Okay, forget it. Just bring me something. What is it? No, this wasn't hot. He didn't burn his hands. No, look, Terrace. Oh, that'll work. Here, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. So there's a couple ways how to do it. So one way how to do it is, for example, is he holds it like this. Okay, so the cough is here. And slowly he moves his hands. Uh, again, this is not a great thing. Up against himself like this and flips it over. Okay, that's one way how to do it. Again, the calf wasn't so wide, and he had to practice, because if you're missing any, if any spills, it's over. The shear is Malay Chafna, that's all that's there. The Rambam says he uses teeth somehow to pick it up. Others say also there's a way you could, if you do it, like you could give a, you know, if it's small enough, you could give a, a fl- you know, you can move it over his hands like that, and then give a flip like that. But it was Avaydis Kashish Amigdash. It wasn't a simple thing to do. Hopefully he got it into his hands. Once he got it into his hands, so then he's holding it over the coals and he sprinkles the katiris onto the coals. Now, as Machlech is in the Gemara, how he did it, one mandamar says he just dropped it and made a pile on top of the coals. And the other mandamar says he made like a line, like he started at the end. And he made a line on the coals like this. Again, the Gemara says he didn't go this way, because if he goes this way, he's going into the fire. As it starts smoking, his hands are being hit by the heat. So that's why he moved towards him, just practically. And what happened was, it says, V'chisa anana kataris is Chazal tell us the smoke went up in a pillar, hit the roof of the Kayash HaKadoshim, went this way, then came back down the walls, and it filled up the entire room. V'chisa anana kataris kapiris, v'lo yomus. Says the Pasuk, if he does it right, he's safe. If he does it wrong, he's in trouble. He had to wait inside the Kaisha Kadashim until the room was filled with smoke, then he was allowed to leave to continue the next part of the Avaida, and Bez Hashem, we will continue with that next week.